What's up, my loves? It's Lala Kent. With Randall. And we are back at it. Wow. I gotta say something. I mean, last week's episode, I was excited just because the whole astrology thing, the fact that I got bad ankles, I mean, all that was cool because I had no idea how could you even know that. But I had no idea that just talking amongst friends would blow up into this huge, you know, media storm about about the relationship. Although, I mean, I guess just because I've been around it, but it was pretty it was pretty interesting. Wait, you had no idea that it would turn into a media storm? I did. They, they've never done like an interview. They've been photographed and I made like I asked Megan beforehand, are there things like that you I always want to make sure our guests feel safe when they come on the podcast. We're not here to like spill tea that you don't want spilled. We're not messy right. like that. Right. And so I just asked simple questions and you don't want to spill tea on them while they're sitting there. No, I just like, I don't want to be, like, sp- <laughs> oh my okay. God, Ooh. you're such a <laughs> dad joke. You were such a dad boy, joke. Boy, that went right over your head. The tea flew right over your head. Dad jokes tend to go over my head. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I consider them high level jokes. Well, that's sad. Okay. Moving on. But I agree with you. I, I meaning I agree with you that no, the answer is I did not know that this would turn into that because the thing is everybody, it was that cat out of the bag. It was like, it was already everywhere. I didn't think it would be like the pinnacle of interviews with them. Like we're sitting down with the new couple. It wasn't right. like that. It was about astrology and that. Anyway, right. that's my, that's my so take. So it was those, exciting. Yes. So for those of you who um, are just tuning in to the Give Them Lala with Randall podcast, Randall and I are talking about last week's episode where we had Megan Fox yes. and Machine Gun Kelly, who are a couple now. Correct. And they spilled some epic tea along with like how they. How they came to be, but it was, it was more of how they came to be. It was like how the universe impacted their relationship. But don't you, but you have to admit like you, like I didn't, I've been around them for months now, six months. And you spent a lot of time with them. We vacationed with them. I did not think that it went, I mean, I think it was even too deep for me. I mean, I think I was just like, like the twin flame split in half thing I, I they lost me but they're deep they're they're like they're in it deep it's amazing yeah I, I love it and by the way they're very close friends of mine i know i say that about a lot of guests but i do bring a lot of my friends on these things and your friends and it was really special to see people really happy so that's all i'm going to say about that and now i'm going to move on to something i would like to talk about so I, with everything that's been going on and I've been very open about my sobriety and, you know, my issues with mental health and things like that. And I won't say who did this, but, you know, I'm I'm talking about the Kanye West issue and him being bipolar and how people are, it's a media frenzy. Okay, but hold on. So for somebody like me, who's not as cool or in the know, I've seen some things on the internet. So basically what, what is going on is. Kanye and Kim have been having issues. Kanye was running for president, but that's not for real. The running for president was for, for, I'm confused because I don't know. Just explain so, to me. The thing is, is like, I'm not super in the know either. Yes, you are. Well, yes, who, you are. Who knows if Kim K and Kanye West were doing great. Let's just assume they were. Okay. Kanye said he was running for president. All things good. Whatever. Okay. Then he So goes, he really is running for, I'm asking. That's why I don't know. Well, no one knows. Okay, so so he what, said he's running for president, correct. but we're, we so we don't know if that's a hundred percent valid or not. But he he's announced he's running for president, right? But okay. then he did a rally. He went and did this rally 
which I believe was a rally for like Kanye 20 whatever. Okay, so he's running for president. And he mentioned that North, his child with Kim Kardashian, he wanted to abort the kid. Okay. And just was telling some very intimate personal things. Okay. And at a rally. At a rally. At a rally. Running for president. Correct. And Okay. Basically after that Kim was not happy and uh you know oh, made he, a statement and then oh, Kanye she, she made a statement regarding his statement at a rally so clearly she's unhappy he's saying things about their personal life that she doesn't want out there and now the relationship is It's I mean I think I think if Kanye were just an asshole, she would be like, I'm done with this motherfucker. But at the end of the day, like he's been diagnosed as bipolar. So he was having an episode and he went onto Twitter after this rally and was having a an episode. And, and ha- has he come out and said anything of that version? He, he made a statement about how sorry he was to his wife, Kim, and how she's always had his back and she's oh. you know, the love of his life. And... You know, for me, I've always been someone who I don't take mental health lightly. lightly. Um, One of my cast members at the reunion, when I was having an emotional thing happen, made a comment that I might be bipolar. I don't think that it's something that should just be thrown out there. I think it's gross. Right. And and by the way, and with regards to mental health, you know, uh, I'm 49 years old. I've been around a long time now. and, And I've, you know, had family. Uh, who have had bipolar, you know, my grandmother was bipolar, my, uh, you know, other family members in my family have uh, serious health issues in the same, you know, with, with similar bipolar issues. And it is, it is not to be taken lightly. It is, it's incredibly challenging. And you, you know, when you have a family member you love or a mm-hmm. friend that you love or whoever it may be, you know, dealing with bipolar and getting that person to a stable functioning, right. you know, and, and I had, I had a, uh, um, a, a, a family member, um, who, uh, when they did not take their medication, right. would lock themselves in their office for weeks at a time, uh, blow through all their money, you know, do very manic type things. Right. And, and it was very, very hard for our family. We always supported and always rallied and always encouraged but you know, you you do the best you can, but you also want to be there for them. Uh, and sometimes they won't take the help; they have no interest because they're in that episode or they're not taking their medication that does help them. And and I I've, I've dealt with that uh, firsthand, and yeah, it's it's uh, it could be really really tough. So having said that, not getting off course, I I can understand if if this is what if that's what it is bipolar. Well, he's been diagnosed as having bipolar disorder Got by it. a doctor. Okay. And for me, there's such have a Have they stigma. ever come out? Have they ever come out? Because I'm, again, I don't know this. Have they ever come out as a couple and said... He's bipolar, yes. Oh, he said They talk about it all the time. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. His, his new album is titled, I believe, or like his most recent is, um, I'm bipolar, it's awesome. Or like something... Okay, like, so so this is obviously... It's, no, it's very much a known thing. Okay, got it. Okay, I just didn't know. And again, for, I'm not in the know. Right. And for me to look at that and see so many people commenting or making memes it's just i get that we live in a society where there's a lot of things that happen and we make light of them and we try to create comedy out of them at the end of the day you know throwing 
throwing a word out like, oh, you must be bipolar is not no, cool. The, you making fun of someone who's having ups and downs is not cool. Well, that's, yeah, but that's not even, that's, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. And if you've experienced it firsthand or watch somebody, even right. like you're watching somebody, as you're saying in the media, that's very hard to see that because you're seeing somebody that's in need of, of help and, and, uh, a lot of lives are ruined. Families are broken over this if it's not, if it's not handled. So I don't think it's funny at all. And, and clearly, whoever is making fun of is, uh, I don't think it's, I just don't think it's a well, funny that's what subject. social media is about. Social media is about wanting to know the ins and outs of everyone's life. And I think just because this family, the Kardashian family, who's had a reality show much larger than the one I'm on, but there are things that still should remain private. Yeah. And so it's hard to watch someone yeah. like Kanye have this episode of him. Who, by the way, Kanye West, even though I'm not in the know, right. I, I do know and respect Kanye West is one of the greatest musical artists, businessmen, right. and 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 pioneers of, of so many different of industries. Course. And that should never be discredited. No, I mean, he's just, but I mean, this is just the guy that it's I even, part of his genius. I don't, there's not a lot of people I like could say I look up to or influence, like to look up and see what they've done. I mean, okay, that's wrong. There are a lot of people that have, but most people don't know that unless you know me personally, who's influenced me. Kanye West for sure. Uh, it, I don't know anything about the personal stuff, but on a business level, as an artist, uh, as a uh, as as the brand he has created as a vocal vocal artist, yeah, but a very vocal artist. I mean, he's just one of the greatest that will right. ever walk this planet. So it's it's so so. And that's what's so hard is you don't. A lot of people, when they see behavior like this, yeah. discredit his genius and look at him as you know and, someone who's very volatile, and it's you know. And, and need some support. You know, it's not fun, course. right? Meaning, you're saying, you're saying on the social media, which I have not seen this part where they make fun, but but I mean, I think we're, mental health and any of these kinds of issues are should never be taken lightly. And, and I'm like, I'm the type of person who uses comedy for everything, but there's just something about a mental illness that is for me just throwing it out there and either making fun of it or like labeling someone as something because that's happened to me. It happened to me at the reunion. Yeah. And it's just like, everything is so minimized in our society right now. Well, listen, this is awesome because I, I just, I didn't even know this was going on. I mean, I didn't know this level of it was going on. So, so well, let me tell you about we, so we came off of like a very light and fun podcast last week. And this week I wanted to get a little bit more real because we're going into the um, 100th day of quarantine, COVID, all of it. And I've noticed people's mental health kind of crashing. And I just want to make today about mental health sobriety and try to acknowledge things that people have asked about. So well, uh, I, I respect that and, and I'm excited about that. So I'm going to... I'm going to have no humor today because you no, made it. No, we can it. have humor. No, you just said it has to be serious. So I'm not no, going to no, be No, no, it's not about no. being serious. It's no. about acknowledgement. So I can tell jokes? We can tell jokes. All right, we'll, we'll be, be right back. back. Can I say we'll be back, please? You say it. Okay, we'll be back. We're back. We're back with the heavy podcast. <laughs> Go ahead with the heavy podcast. I'm not, I don't even know how to contribute to a heavy podcast. Like, we have to be heavy? 
It's not supposed to be heavy. I'm There's joking. just I'm a joking. lot of I'm things. You, you know, wanna, but I, I respect you want to address. Like I want to address that, yeah. and also like I did a sobriety post the other day, and I got a lot of people that were just reaching out oh, about sobriety and how it kind of goes hand in hand with mental health. And so I just wanted to do a podcast that was like not ignoring that's ignoring things that are important. You know, there's only so many things we can talk about that like are not fucking important. You know? Can I say something? Yeah. I do agree with you. And I think that talking about sobriety, because I see a lot of people are very inspired by you. So I respect that. Thank you. Um, I do. Uh, before we get so heavy, I just thought we could just tell a joke. So I have a joke. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Why? Because every play has a cast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a joke too. Okay, go ahead. Then we'll get serious. Okay. What did one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? What? We better perk up before somebody thinks we're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's cute, pretty right? Good. Yes. Okay. All right. So back to well, let's the- let, let, let's talk about the dinosaur, you know, elephant. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. I love. Okay. Uh, I mean, since you want to have a heavy podcast, um, I'm joking every time I say that. I think it's kind of like my original joke of Lala with Ram. Okay, yeah. It's kind of. I'm going to go with it for a while. Okay. I like it. Um, okay. So um, first of all, you showed me uh, as well as many other people. 400 articles that came out. I didn't show them to you. You showed them to me. That's true. Not true. That is true. Okay. Well, you're the only person in this relationship that Googles. Okay. That's a lie. Okay. We'll pretend. That's a lie. That's such a, you're you're lying to our fans. No, you're looking at Lala. You don't send me articles. You don't read your own shit. Do you send them to me? Do you read your read? own shit? To, yes or no? I'm asking. You know, yes, I read what you send to me. No, Rando. do you read also your own shit online? No. Okay, that's a lie. I'm it's caught. Not a lie. <laughs> that's it's not a lie. Oh my god! <laughs> I found out that. Okay, can I just say my second right, story? Do your thing. Do your thing. Thank you. Okay. Whether I read it or or 400 of my friends sent it to okay, me. Okay, you have to keep your voice a little down because okay. let's be honest. We're doing this on a cell phone okay. because... Can I just... You're taking me out of my moment. What I'm saying is whether I read it or people sent it to me, um, which a lot of people sent it to me, more of my friends sent it to okay. me, like they were concerned. They're like, did you and Lala break up? I was like, well, we're sitting in a house right now, water skiing on a boat. Did I miss something? And then I realized because I didn't realize because we have never followed each other from the day we've met. I've had you blocked since I... Got with you. Same. Yeah. Okay. So, so hold on. So, of course, I, I didn't know that um, you had removed or what do you call it? Archive. Archive. I didn't even know you could do that. I did. A fan so, told me. Right. So, you archived all of our pictures, which then led people to believe we broke up. Yeah. Which I was shocked and didn't get the message in the house. So, I... I wish you would have told me, but then you, but then I said, so why are they writing all these articles yourself? Because I archived you. And I was like, what do you mean you archive me? What am I, what am I 18? So I guess you get pissed off at me. And if we get into a tit, which, which by the way, we've been together. We're a married couple. We're we're a married couple. Does it? Okay. So the bottom line is we've been together a long time. So we get tits. Everybody gets a tits. That's relationship. It's a tiff, not a tit. Oh, it's not a tit? <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's a, a tiff. A tiff? 
You get into a tip. Oh, a I tit. thought a tent. A tip. It's not funny. I'm trying to have a serious guy. So you want to have a serious podcast. Okay. Around. So Go. we get in a tiff. Yes. Okay. And, and, and every couple gets in tiffs. And when you've been together a long time, you get tiffs. And when we got in a tiff, I didn't know that you archive my photos. Okay, I do. So what is that? And then I don't even know. Hold on. And here's the worst part. I didn't even know you archived my photos. I had to find out. By an article online, yeah, and and then I came in and I said, did, "Did you break up over the tip?" And you're like, "Are you crazy?" No. So here's what happened, which, and don't cut me off, please. Let me just do my thing for five seconds, and then I know. You can by the way, your fans your hate bit. when I cut you off, so I'm gonna they be hate quiet. It. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So basically, I have started posting the twelve step prayers. Okay. I started with number one, yeah. then two, then three, and then the day that I archived your photos was step four, the step four prayer, which basically... And what does that say? That is where you acknowledge that it is you who has turned your life into a mess. Oh. And you talk about your resentments, and then you have to acknowledge the part that you played. Basically, the fourth step in the program is the hardest step. That you have to do. You have to take. For me and for many other people. Okay. Like when you hear about the 12 step program, most people will say the fourth step okay. takes a very long time. So you posted this step on the day that we had a tip on the day yes. that, that you archived me. And, and that's yes. why. So everyone put those two things together. Okay. And it was like a media frenzy of like, uh, Lala Kent says her life is a mess. And okay. it's like, well, I'm not saying that. That's The prayer says that. Okay. Can I ask a question? <laughs> can I ask a question for the future? Yes. When people who are not with a reality star yeah. uh, get in tiffs, yeah. they just say, you know, they have their tiff and an hour later the tiff is over. Like our tiff was over an hour later. Wait, 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 wait. See, you didn't let me get it out. Okay, tell and me. then we were on the boat water skiing. Our tiff was like not even that big of a tiff. And can you not archive me next I can't, time? I can't promise you guys. Listen, what is this, this archive? What is, I mean, okay, you, so you can't even hurt me with archiving me. If I don't, I, if I don't even follow you, so how do I even know you archived me? It, it doesn't hurt anybody. It well, you were trying to me, hurt. No, I was actually just trying to make myself feel better. Oh, okay, because because you can't screw somebody archiving them yeah. if they can't even see your Instagram. No, it had nothing to do with you. It had <laughs> everything to do with yourself. me. One hundred percent. This is this is and insanity. Can I tell you? It's like it's like this. You archive because then when you're back on good terms, you just add them right back. They go right back into the same place. It's all good. Oh, because the article, because the, oh, see, I, and I, again, you told me about the archive literally an hour after the tip was over. And, 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 and the, the funny thing of it all is all these articles that friends of mine had sent us said you deleted. So I, I was like, she deleted or not deleted. It looks what like is a it delete. Effect? It but, looks like a delete, but it's just an archive. I know. But here's the, here's the thing. It doesn't affect me because I don't follow you and you don't follow me. So who are you? I, I, I'm trying to it's understand. It's not to hurt anybody. It's to make myself feel better. Okay. 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 Here's the thing. Most people, when they get in tiffs, they may be like, fuck this. I'm going to go have a drink. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to go do this or whatever it may be. Me, right. I'm like, you know what? My petty ass is going to delete all his shit. Just so that, for five minutes, because that makes me feel empowered. I think it was a few hours. Whatever. <laughs> I think and, you know, it was. That's what I heard. Can I tell you? A lot of, like... Because you came this, to me and, and then showed me... By that you, the way, there was this, like, Instagram with, like, 
not even a lot of followers, but I saw it, so I just had to comment. And it was like, Lola Kent deleted all the, her pictures of rant. And then the caption was like, this is hurtful. And I was like, if this is hurtful, you're soft as fuck. Because wow. that shit is not to, Well, let me say something hurtful. to that Instagram. First of all, thank you for having my back. So whatever site <laughs> oh, that is, wait, wait, whatever site that is, I support you guys. Second of all, it wasn't hurtful because how can it be hurtful? I didn't even know she had done that until a, one of my best friends sent me a few articles. It was like are you guys okay? And I was like, well, we're on the boat right now and we're playing Rummy Q. So I don't know, but I'm glad that helped you. I think everyone has their, like I actually got a lot of people that were like, girl, I do that same thing all the time. Who does that? My fellow immature no, people. No, I think that's you. I think you invented this You think archiving. I'm the only person on the planet. I've never heard somebody archiving somebody. Well, you're old as shit. Well, that's why you're archiving me. I'm an archiver. Because I'm young. <laughs> I'm young as shit and I act that way. But bottom line is whatever. If that's the most petty thing I do in my life, like I'm fucking chilling on it. Okay, so I respect you. Like okay. whatever. Okay, so I just want to say a couple things because I really am excited about this episode. So um, we, we're going to have to take a quick break again. We're going to come back. We're gonna... Let me say this before we move on. I want to Anyone... talk about sobriety when we come back. No, we're going to talk about sobriety when we come back. Okay. But for my fellow chicks out there who want to delete their man off their Instagram, just archive it because then you can add it back. I don't judge you. Let us have immature petty moments. Like, whatever. It is what it is. Okay. I love you. I'm glad that we don't follow each other because I think if I had seen that on your gram... I'm glad we don't follow each other either because no, no. I can only see so many of your mugshot pictures that you take. Okay, now you're being... See, now, <laughs> now you're being petty. So what I might do now is I might delete not even archive your shit i'm gonna delete them all because that i want to get back at you for you no no i'm not gonna do that because i don't i wouldn't have any followers if i did that (laughs) we'll be right back and we're back i'm running the interview now because i'm gonna ask a little bit for a few minutes here with oh you're gonna interview me yeah i want to just ask you a little bit about your sobriety because first of all um i think that people don't realize that the fact first of all you've been sober a year and nine months. So three more months, we're going to hit two years, which is a milestone. I tell you, I don't care what company you're building, how much you know success or money you make, mm-hmm. how many TV shows you do produce, star. It, none of that's important to me. Your sobriety to me is going to always, for me, be the thing that I cannot believe and I'm so proud of what you've done and what you do. And people don't realize, I mean, people who are sober realize and people who have family and friends who are sober, but I think unless you really know the amount of work that I see you do, and I'm talking about every day, every day you're either reading, working with, you know, uh, um, people that your sponsor, you're on zoom meetings, you're, you know, you were going to meetings, obviously pre COVID. So I just need to give you the acknowledgement that I am very, very proud of your sobriety and the person that you've become through your sobriety. So I always want you to know that. Thank you. Um, the question I have is for somebody, uh, who doesn't know sobriety, uh, in that respect, um, does it get easier, like from day one to today? Was you know because I never asked you that. Like six months in, were you like I got this, or were you, or, or or a year in, were you like, or is it just always a work in progress? I'm curious the the evolution right. from where you started to where you are today. How did it change, or how does it change? 
I don't think that it ever gets easier. There, like, I'm a conqueror. You know, like I conquered drinking. I was the fucking best at it. The daunting thing about sobriety is that it can never be conquered. Whether you have 60 days of sobriety or 60 years of sobriety, there's one thing that could send you back to square one. You have to work every single day. And it can never, the disease can never be beat. So for me, I, I wouldn't say that it gets easier. For me, it just it's my routine, and I would be lying if I said there haven't been times where I've been fixated on a bottle of wine. The difference now is that I think before I do. I know that I've worked extremely hard to get to this place, and I pick up the damn phone and I call my fucking sponsor. If you're having a moment where you're saying, my thoughts are going in the old place mm -hmm. that I used to go. So now you're saying, okay, I have the tools. I know what to do. And I've, I've learned that what I need to do if I get to that point where I'm starting to think the wrong thoughts. Basically. Of course. Right. But that's, that's a huge, but, but so clearly in the first 30 or 60 days, I mean, I was there obviously, and I know how hard you've worked, but I mean, you know, it seems, and again, this is just, I'm with you every day. It seems that you talk Wait. about it a lot less. Meaning when, this is what I remember, the well, first 30 days, first 90 days, right. you talked about well, because, everything we did had a, was about, you know. Well, because at that point in time, my identity was, I'm sober. Right. That consumed 100% of my identity, whereas now. To learn the new. Right, whereas now it's like, I'm Lala, I come from Utah, I do this, and oh, by the way. I don't drink. I don't drink. Right. I'm, not only do I not but drink, it's a, I'm sober. Right. So a lot of people have like said to me, not a lot of people, but there have been a few people that have written comments saying, you smoking dope doesn't make you sober. And I want to make it very clear. I don't smoke weed anymore. I've never done a drug in my life. And I don't drink. And there's nothing that I put in my body that changes Your my mental reality. State. Your mental state. My reality is always, this is the clear, clear picture. And I will say, I've been uh, there every day with you, and you, you are one year and nine months. No weed, no drink, no anything. And, and even when it gets really rough for you, or you've had some rough days, where challenging days like we all have, whether it be in the relationship, or it be at home with your own family, or it be with work, I have seen you have challenging days. I've been part of those challenging right. days. And at the end of the day, you've always, you've, your sobriety is always number one. I mean, in terms of, so it's well, very impressive. My, my sobriety and God are my number one priorities. They come before you. They come before my mom. You just said your priority is God. I'm here. <laughs> that is some sacrilegious <laughs> shit. You're gonna, he's going to fucking smite you. <laughs> what I mean is... No, I understand. It's, it's number one. It's number one because without God, and without, I'm not sober. And without sobriety, I am not useful 100%. to you or anyone else in my life. So those two things have to Go. come hand in hand. And, and I respect that. And I, by the way... There's been many days where you've said to me, you know, either a, you need, like earlier on in the process, and right. it's only a year or nine months, and I know 
to me, that's a tremendous amount of time. But I know in the program, you guys don't look, you know, you're not looking at it that way. You always tell me you're like one day at a time. You don't, right. like but we, we don't say I'm almost two years sober. Right. We say I am a year, nine months, six days sober. Right. And, 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 and not a, a day more, but, but it is impressive to, because I, I do remember earlier on some things where like we would be at an event or something and you would say, okay, it's uh 1230. That's enough for me. Time to go home. Like right. you, you kind of knew today. I feel like you're, you you just want to go home because you can't stand the event or you're bored. Well, but, the funny but, thing is about that is yeah. like I'll be at an event and people will be drinking and like coming up to me and they'll need more alcohol and I'm <laughs> looking around and I'm like, I'm seeing what's happening and like y'all have peaked. Like it's not, I'm <laughs> seeing it. It ain't that fun. <laughs> like I'm yeah. watching it. And the hangovers are, and the hangovers are horrible. It's time for me to go home and People ask me how I stay sober and I have to attribute that. I know that the program I'm in is anonymous and I would never tell anybody who I see <coughs> in my program. But for me, the program is not just about not picking up a drink. And I've learned this. Sadly, it took me up until recently to realize me not picking up a drink is not the full picture. It's about becoming a better human being because my behavior on many occasions, I may not be intoxicated, but my behavior is drunk. So that's a big reason why I called my sponsor and I said, I need to go back to step whatever, because I don't want to be this version of myself where like someone says the wrong thing and I'm fucking popping off at them acting like, you know, like my, my mouth is drunk. My mind is still drunk. And the program is about breaking those habits. Well, I am, as you know, your biggest fan when it comes to the, well, I'm your biggest fan, period, because I love you and you're my best friend. But I'm also a biggest fan because I can't believe the commitment that you made a year and nine months ago, six days, and how you have honored that for yourself. And nobody told you to go get sober. Nobody said, Lala, this is it. Nobody threatened you to do that. You just woke up and you said, this is the only choice I have. And I remember you came to the office and told me that. And then you went straight to start the program and and here we are. So I commend you and I give you mad love and mad respect. And I always will. I tell you every day how proud I am of you. Well, thank you. And on a lighter note. Yes. Fuck. When's the lighter note? I I want to read some voicemails again. uh, My advice to anybody who is trying to get sober, if you're trying to lead the type of life or be on the path that I am on. If, if the program is intimidating to you, I would recommend just going and picking up the big book and just highlighting and making notes of things that resonate with you and go from there. I know it can be very overwhelming, but that is my piece of advice. All right, let's go to some voice mails to lighten this friggin' mood. Hi, Lala and Randall. This is Chelsea calling from uh, Southern California. And just wanted to say I absolutely love your podcast. I literally look forward to it every single Wednesday. Um, and it gets me through work and definitely through these crazy times. Um, one question, this is going to be so basic, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm basic AF. And um, I really do want to know, what are some of your guys' similarities? Like, what are some things that you and Rand, Lala, you and Rand, like, just, you have in common, like some things that you're just like obsessed over together and you love it. And then also counter question, like what are your differences? Like what is something that you absolutely love to do that Rand can't stand and vice versa? I want to know about both of you. 
Thank you guys so much for putting out such amazing content or content. I love you guys. Okay, bye. Oh, this one is hard, babe. Not really. What what no, do you this one's good. I like this question. So the things that opposite in terms of an activity okay. is I'm obsessed with poker and you cannot stand it. No, I hate it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> right, but it's actually a really high level mental game. But I but, don't care. Okay, we know that. And you've made that clear everywhere yeah. we go. But so that's one thing that we have a difference on. But she does support me and she does come out and she'll do commentary and make an appearance and promote the game for me. And it's really nice and sweet. Um, so that's something that I feel like very different. But um, but but and, and on the flip side of that is she obsesses over Real Housewives of every city and and watches it on rerun yeah. for hours at a time. And, and commandeers the TV. And so that is something I have zero interest in and have to tolerate. So we both have those things. But what do we have in common? I mean, I think we have everything in common. I mean, we're very different people, but we have obviously the, the same loves and passions. I mean, we, we both love each other, and that's something that we put a lot of time in. Yes. We both care about family, and she, uh, you know, cares very much about you know, she's a family person. She's very close with her mom and her brother and she loves my children, you know, and, and, and so I think family is very important. Her family is very important to me and we, we work hard at that. And then, and then the other thing I would say that we're very similar, uh, in terms of activities is we're equally obsessed with pickleball, but that's on a athletic uh, I wouldn't call my ability athletic. You're but. very athletic when you do it. You're really good. Okay. Your serve is like that of a professional. Ben Johns told me that. Okay. So, but uh, probably aside from that, not that athletic, but, but the thing is, is that I think that her and I, and we're both goers. Like we like to travel and we like adventures. And yeah. We like, we like to, to li- that's yeah. a good one. You tell, you tell, not tell that. Yeah. Cause I think that's from like your perspective where you can sit there and be like, Hey, I was thinking we're going to just like Rent an get RV. an RV. Exactly. Yeah. And we're See, like, we said you know, at the same time. I know. But, but I think, yeah, I think we both love to travel. We both love adventure. I think we're not afraid of the unknown. And even if we are, we'll just... But she said what we both obsess over, and I think we're both pretty obsessed with each other, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, What did you just say? You're obsessed with me. You live for me. Okay, I agree. I just said that. Okay. You're the one that's... Is this another petty thing where you're going to archive me? I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe don't fuck around, and then you won't have to find out. Next question. (laughs) Next voicemail. Hey, Lala and Randall. Um, I just want to say that you guys truly, truly crack me up, whether I'm driving, cleaning the house. I seriously laugh out loud listening to you guys. I also just had a question for you guys. I am afraid of flying, and I just wanted to know if you guys had any um, tips on I truly want to travel and um, go to different places. So what is your advice on that? Love you guys. Shout out from Ohio. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. This is a good one for you. Yeah. So, so I, I am the people don't believe this, um, because I travel more than most people travel, you know, ever, and they should never travel as much as I've had to travel. But so I, I have the biggest fear of flying and I, through that fear, I have an obsession for aviation. So I know every, I mean, I study airplane disasters and accidents and all this stuff. And I've made friends with many, many pilots over the years. And um, so here's what I'll say. I helped two of my friends overcome their fear of flying. Two of my friends, my friend Craig Castell, who's an agent at William Morris, 
I helped him. He had not flown, and I convinced and got him to fly on a private plane with me to overcome his fear. And here's what I'll say. I am the worst flyer, but because I'm so educated, I'm able to fly as much as I do. So all I'm going to say is this, uh, and pilots tell me this. The air, when it starts to get turbulent, you just got to think of it as like waves in the ocean or bumps on the road. The plane is not going to crash, you know, through turbulence. I mean, it's just, it's, it, the chances are, you know, very, very 0.0001%. Don't you have a higher chance of dying in a car crash? Yes, you do have a higher chance, they say, in, in a car, dying in a car crash than you would in an airplane. Here's what I'll say. Do not let life go by because of your fear. You know, they have fear of flying courses that you can do online. I would definitely suggest doing it. It is unbelievable. They really explain to you the mechanics of, of, of airplanes so that you understand how well they're built. They explain to you weather and turbulence and heat and winds just so that you don't get nervous when you fly. And I just want to say one thing, fear of flying. They're the best courses in the world. And then go with one of your best friends, somebody you trust. And I, I'm telling you this. Somebody you trust, one of your best friends, and, and here's what I re- recommend. Go on a 30-minute flight. Take a 30-minute flight from one small city to another small city so that you know you're just going to go up and right down, basically, and do that to start. Then try an hour flight. Then You know what I mean? And, and work your way to know and get that comfort if, if you're that because I understand, because I am very scared of flying, but, you know, it is a beautiful thing and an magical thing. You just have to, you know, work yourself through it. Okay. Randall is very passionate about, I, I know, I, can I tell you, I saw, I heard that voicemail and I was like, oh, Randall's going to go crazy over <laughs> well, this. I could do a whole episode. You know what we're going to do? I just came up with a great idea. I know Lala's going to be like, oh my God, another idea for another episode. We are going to do a fear of flying episode. Okay. Now I'm going to bring our pilot. Okay. Okay. Eddie and his wife. I love that. Right. We're going to have them for one segment. Talk about talk about their experience of flying, and we're also going to bring on an expert uh, aviation specialist in who specializes in the fear of flying. Because you know what? I think this is great for everybody. No matter how much you fly or don't fly, it's interesting. That's actually a really great idea. We're doing that. No, I really love it. Okay. And by the way, if you do have a fear of flying, also just like pack some z in your bag and take that before you get on the plane. It's alcohol-free. Okay. Oh, really? It's like a nat... I don't want to say natural, but it's a sleep aid. I know this because I just do. Take some z knock yourself out. That's what yeah, I say. Okay, <laughs> I disagree with that. I think... <laughs> I, I don't have a fear of flying. No, you, you, yeah. But for somebody like me, it's like... I want to know everything that's going right, on on the plane. Adrenaline is going to kick the right. Yes, there's no chance I'm going to sleep. By the way, I'm the kind of guy that when I fly from LA to London, which is a 10-hour flight through the middle of the night, I'm generally up 90% of the flight. Yeah. So I, listen, but I, I I agree with Lala. If you're not afraid of things, but if you are, have the fear, it is a real fear. You're suspended at 38,000 to 43,000 feet. And it's scary if, if it's something that you fear. So anyway, we are dedicating the next, next episode to you. Oh my gosh, Randall's two passions. Oh fear of flying and poker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, this was an awesome podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Give Them Lala with Randall. And we will catch you next week.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.